Okay, we understand from last week's message that when we come before God, we are entering into fellowship with God. But many a time, that fellowship was not successful. Okay, we may sing, but our hearts are far away from God. You know, some of our hearts may be filled with anger and bitterness. Others, we are so cold, we couldn't care less. It's just a duty that we do. Okay, so uh, later on we're going to look at that verse, uh, the scripture again. So that kind of fellowship with God is unsuccessful because there is no exchange of life taking place. Okay, so that explains why we can be in church a long time, but yet our life doesn't seem to reflect that kind of uh, uh, knowledge, uh, that kind of maturity that, that we could have with our Lord Jesus. Okay, so let's go back to that verse again in Matthew 15, verse 8 and 9. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. So even from this verse itself, you can see that true communion, true fellowship with God, it involves the heart. Okay? It involves the heart. It says here, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. Their hearts are not touched. So when we come to fellowship, we come to worship, when our hearts are not touched, you know that session of fellowship is wasted. Why? What are the hindrances in our life that stop us, that, that causes our hearts to be so far away from God? It says here, uh, they, they're teaching about rules taught by men. Because we hold on to a lot of teaching or philosophy, values that we learn in this world. Okay, so, so we, we base our, our life on what people are doing in this world rather than being changed. Our mindset being changed, our values being changed, our life being changed because we fellowship with God. We still hold on. You know, a lot of us, we feel that, well, it doesn't really matter whether I come to church or not because I love God, I worship God in my house, I never fail to pray every day. You see, we have a form of religion, right? We are being religious, but we are not spiritual. Because the Bible talks about the gathering of the saints. The Bible talks about, you know, the, the fivefold ministry is here to equip you. But we take it differently. We, we are Lord to ourselves, but we say we love God. Yeah, we, we believe God. Yes, we pray. But is there a change in your heart? Is there a change in your life that reflects that love that you have for Jesus? You know, Jesus himself said, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me because they are just obeying man's teaching, man's way. Okay, so one very important ingredient that will 
cause our fellowship with God to be successful is love. Our love for God. God's love for us. So we know God loves us. God loves everybody. But do you know the love that God has for you as a person, as an individual? Yeah. John 5, verse 20. For the Father loves the Son. We read this verse last week. And shows Him all He does. Yes, to your amazement, He will show Him even greater things than this. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so, the Son gives life to whom He is pleased to give it. So last week we learned that the motivating force within us that causes us to want to come, draw near to God, to fellowship with Him is because of the love of the Father. And this morning, do you know the extent of the love of the Father? It says of the, the Father shows Him all He does. All He does. So the love that God has for us is unreserved. He wants to show us all things. You know, do we realize that? Do we sense it? You know, if you know that God wants to show you all things, how do you respond? If you really believe it, there will be a seeking and thirsting and hungry for more and more and more of God. But the way we we honor God. The way we love God is just like as if God has given us everything. You know, you have to depend on yourself. Yeah, God wants to bless us everything, but that's just talk. But really, you've got to depend on yourself. So we are not seeking God. You know, we just, just be religious. We just come. But really, we don't believe God wants to show us all things. So that's why, you know, the motivating force is, is the love of God that is in our heart. When you know that God doesn't, doesn't withhold anything. The Bible tells us He has given us His Son, His only begotten Son. Will He withhold from us any good things? That's what the Word of God says. What, what else would He not give us that we need, that is important, that's necessary for us. What else would He not? He has given us His Son. And then, yes, to your amazement, He will show Him even greater things than this. In other words, God has greater things for you that has yet to come, that you, you do not know even at this time. And, and those greater things is going to amaze people and it's going to amaze you because you never think possible, you never think these kind of things will happen. It will happen because God the Father loves you. Loves you. Do we believe that? Or are we just contented? Are we just complacent? Are we just being religious? So God the Father you know, He wants more from us. Why? Because He has so much more to give us. And that's why He wants more from us. He's not to take away from us, but rather so that we have the capacity to contain more of all that He has prepared for us. Okay, we have it in our mind, but not in our hearts, not in our action. It shows that we have had knowledge, but we don't have it in our heart. Our hearts are far away from God. 
And, and, and God will just cause us miraculous things happen. He say, even raising the, 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 the dead. You know, things that is not possible, God will uh, give it to us so that we can glorify His name. So God the Father has no reservation this morning. Understand, God's love, God has no reservation for every one of us because He wants to give us everything. But we often talk about God's love. But what about our love for Him? John 14, verse 20. He said, on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeyed them he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Okay, so these verses talk about our love for God. How do you know you love God? How do you know you love God? It says here, whoever, verse 21, whoever has my commands and obey them, he's the one who loves me. Full stop. He's the one who loves me. Why? Because he obeys my command. If we don't obey God's command, if we don't act upon the word of God, we just listen, we just hear, our hearts are far away from God. Our worship are in vain because we don't love Him. This, it doesn't come from the heart. God the Father is looking for those who worship Him in spirit, from the heart and in truth. Why do we need to love God? Well, other people, they also like that. Christian, everyone's like that. Why should I be different? Why should I commit myself and give myself more to God? Let's read the scripture. Let's continue. Verse 21. He who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love him and show myself to him. So God has a special love for those who love him. You know, he loves the world, yes. But then he has a special love for those who love Him. This is what Jesus is telling us. He said, if you love me, my Father will also love you. I thought God has already loved us. No. It's true, He has loved us. But there's another special kind of love that He's going to pour out to you that others cannot, do not know about. That's why we want to love Him more. The more you love Him, the more you receive His love, the more you want to know Him because you know there is just so much, so much, so much more that God wants to give to us. So we got to love in order for our fellowship, our communion to be successful. It comes from not just God's love, it comes from our love for Him because when we do that, you know what? You receive His life, eternal life. You receive His love, the Father's love, the special love. You receive the love of Jesus into you. Right? You receive His life. Okay, so, so this, this really... Uh, there's, there's really no limit to, to what God 
will do for us, but it depends on how much we love Him. The limit are set by us because He will come and reveal Himself to us. Only to those who love Him. So some of you say, oh, I can't understand the scripture, I don't know. Hey, are you loving God? Because if you truly love God, He said He will reveal Himself to you. But if you're not receiving the revelation, if you don't understand, you don't seem to understand, you seem, cannot understand, what's wrong? Is there a problem in the heart? Is there a problem in the heart? that causes you not to be able to receive that revelation or understanding. So when we say we obey the Father, obey the commandment of God, what's the implication? The first thing is when you obey, you acknowledge and recognize who He is. That's why you obey Him. You recognize. See, when we don't obey, we are the Lord. We are the God. We are the Mighty One. But when we obey, we're saying, God, you are the Almighty. I obey you. I submit myself to you. And that's why God loves it. God loves those who obey Him. Of course, it involves humility. We humble ourselves, right? And, 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 and it shows that we love Him and we gave up our rights. You know, we have our rights, but we gave it up because we love Him. Not my will, but your will be done. God loves that. God loves people like that. So when we talk about fellowshipping with God, what are we doing? We are drawing from Him. We are receiving His life, eternal life. So what are the factors that helps to draw the life of God into us? What are the things that we need to do to draw that life into us when we fellowship, when we come before God? Uh, can we uh, we read this verse in John 14 23 then Judas not Judas Iscariot said but Lord why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world Jesus replied if anyone loves me he will obey my teaching my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him Verse 24, he who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Okay, right. If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. So in this verse, the scripture is already telling us he will not show himself to the world. He will not show, reveal himself to those who do not love him. But to those who love him, they are attracting him to come into their life. So our love draws God into our life so that he will take residence in our body. You know, when that happens, you know what? He's working in us. He's living in us. He's changing our life from the inside out because He's living inside. Okay? So, so, you see, love, our love for God draws Him, draws Him into our life. You see, when we love God, He said He comes in 
to live, make his home with us. When that happens, we are one family, we are one. So love, the love that we have for God draws him. We make him welcome. We make him stay. But the reverse is true. When there is conflicts, division, bitterness, this other thing that fills our heart, that grieves God, you know, his, his presence is withdrawn because it grieves him. But we can attract his presence into our life and draw from his life. Okay, so when we draw from God, when we attract his presence into us, then we receive eternal life. That's what it says. When you fellowship with the Father, you will receive eternal life. Okay, so that's one thing when we love, love God. The other thing, we draw his presence. He said, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. So that means God want, wants us to initiate. He's waiting for us to call on Him. He's waiting for, to, to enter into our life, to reveal Himself to us. But He said, you draw near. I will. Yeah? So when we take the initiative to do that, He will. He will draw near. You know, we, we learned last week, Jesus, because He wants to be near God. He wants to fellowship with God. Not because he's, He has nothing to do. He was so busy. He has to push away people so that He, he can come by Himself. Into, into the wilderness or into the mountain to, to, to fellowship with the Father. You see, when we, when we really want, we will make the time. We will make sure we have the time. Okay? Not because you are free. If you, are, you turn up because you are free, I tell you, your worship is in vain. Your worship is in vain because it just shows God is not, not important in your life. Right? But when you make the time, you're not free. You make the time, right? You know God has a, a place in your heart. Uh, okay, and uh, let me read to you uh, this verse, uh, John 5, 29, I, the one I gave you, Paul, just now. John 5, 39. You see, Jesus is talking to people who believe Him, people who read the Scripture. But yet, what do you say? You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Because some of us, we say, hey, I read the Bible. I study. You may even be registered for uh, e-course on the web, to, to study scripture. You know, Jesus said, hey, you guys, you are diligent in searching the scripture. Are they believers? Are they seekers? They are. But yet, Jesus said, you refuse to come to me to have a life. So to have life, to have eternal life, is coming to Jesus, is to fellowship with Jesus, is to be one with Him, is to have His life. That's, that's eternal life. Okay, verse 41. 四十一节, I do not accept praise from men, but I know you. Who are these you? Those who search the scripture, those who study the scripture, those who hope to receive eternal life by obeying the scripture. I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. 
Let me read that. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I've come in my Father's name and you do not accept me. But if someone else come in his own name, you will accept him. Okay. Isn't that shocking? We have to look into our life. Because some of us, we love, love to read the scripture. We think we love God. And these people, they do. But Jesus said, there's no love in your heart for God. Why? Because you do not obey. Because you do not come near to God. God is here. Jesus is here. And is in getting into relationship with Him, fellowship with Him, you receive eternal life, but you didn't come. So that shows that, you know, the love of the Father is not in your heart. I think we need to really take note. This is the word of Jesus. And not just the word of Jesus. Jesus keeps saying, this is not just my word. This is the Father's word. This morning, if you are thinking, wow, pastor is talking about me. No, this is the Father's word. This is Jesus' word to us. Right? It's not, not just my word. Uh, so we really need to ask ourselves, uh, uh, why? Again, again, it's the same thing here. Verse 42, right? If someone else come in his own name, you will accept him. Just, just think about some of the things that you talk about that you believe. Is it man's word? Is it man's way? Or is it God's way? This is what Jesus is talking about. A lot of us, we, we just keep following the pattern of this word. And Jesus is saying, there's no love if you do that. So we understand that we can draw the presence of God into our life. You create the atmosphere, atmosphere of love, atmosphere of seeking, uh, obedience, humility, unity, uh, faith. God loves people with faith. You know, when we have all those kind of things in our hearts, it draws the presence of God. You will receive His life. You will receive eternal life. You know, but if our hearts is proud, uh, we are hardened, uh, we are self-righteous, we, we, we live in a lie and deception. You know, because Jesus said, you know, you, you are from your father, the devil, the liar, you know. So when we live in deception, uh, this, is, this is Jesus saying, hey, I'm not coming near you. You are not even my son, right? Uh, so we can attract the presence of God and draw from His life or we can repel Him uh, to, to draw near uh, to us. Okay, I think, I think my time is up now. But ultimately, ultimately, what is the goal? The goal is to be one, absolutely one with Jesus when we fellowship with Him. That's when our, our fellowship is successful. Maybe we're thinking, no, this is not possible. We are men. How can we be absolutely one with Him? Then we are God. You know, you, know, you can talk like that. But let's... Let me go back to that verse what, uh, that Jesus said. John 14, verse 20. John 14, verse 20. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Jesus said, there come a day. You will be. You, it's possible. This is what Jesus said. 
You'll be absolutely one with me, just like I'm one with my Father. You are, I'm going to be in you, you're going to be in me. If I'm in you, that means I'm smaller. If you are in me also, that means I'm equal. Isn't that so? If I'm bigger than you, I cannot come into you uh, because you'll be exploded, right? You just cannot contain me. But when you are also in me, that means we are equal. So that's the ultimate thing. That's what Jesus is saying. You know, all that I have, I give it to you. All. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And I want to show it to you. That's what fellowship does. Successful fellowship does. We are more and more and more like Jesus. We receive more and more and more from Jesus. We are more and more in unity with Him. It's a journey. But that's what it does for us. So God really wants to see that unity, that oneness between us and Him. And how does that come about? Through fellowship. Fellowship. So that He is in us and we are in Him. His thoughts becomes our thoughts. That's what Jesus said. The word I speak to you is not just my word only. It's the Father's. That means the Father's thoughts now become His thoughts. So it's not just Him speaking the Father's word. He's speaking His own word, but His own word is the Father's word. That means your mind change. Your idea change. Because of God. You're absolutely one with Him. Come, let's pray. Let's stand to our feet.